are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. And how about that boxing match? Timberwolves lost to the Sixers on Wednesday night by a final score of 117 to 95. Um, Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid were ejected for fighting each other in the third quarter, which of course is the story. Um, and the fact that the Wolves were down by 20 for something like three quarters of the game. Um, the Wolves did fall behind early, played catch up all night. Um, Towns and Embiid had identical first halves, each had 13 points and five rebounds. Embiid did most of his damage down low while being guarded by Towns. Well, Towns was draining shots from the perimeter while he was being chased by Al Horford and was doubled every time he touched the ball in the post. Um, the Wolves were down by 19 points at halftime after Joel Embiid hit a deep three-pointer right before the half. And the Towns-Embiid fight happened with 6.42 left on the clock in the third quarter um, with the Wolves trailing um, basically by 20 points at the time. Um, the Wolves did show some fight as a team and, and hung it, hung around. Actually cut the deficit down to 12 points early in the fourth quarter, and it looked like um, the Townsless Wolves were going to make a run on a Sixers team that, you know, had had kind of mailed in at that point after having built such a large lead. Uh, but then the Wolves couldn't slow down Ben Simmons, and they simply just were getting crushed on the boards uh, with Noah Vonley at center and and. At times, Ryan Saunders was running out both Jeff Teague and Shabazz Napier together. At times, there wasn't really a four on the floor. No Robert Covington, no Vonley at the five, and um, some combination of Andrew Wiggins at the four. Jarrett Culver kind of sort of played a little bit there. Um, but uh, the Wolves just got killed on the glass, gave up some some key second-chance points, and the Sixers quickly got their lead back uh, close to, to 20 points. Um, we're actually going to talk about the game today. I, I do want to talk a little bit more about rotations, especially early in the game, as the Wolves were um, had an opportunity to hang in, but um, had a you know an entire almost a line change of, of a bench unit on the floor at one point. And then I want to talk about what the biggest issues were in the game on the court, also. Uh, but I think it's worth starting with, uh, I guess, a quick recap of the fight and what everybody's talking about. Um, it happened on the um, on the Wolves' offensive end of the floor after Towns had been double-teamed and lost the ball. He wasn't being guarded by Embiid, but Embiid came over to double-team and the ball got knocked away. Um, the action went down to the other end of the floor where Andrew Wiggins blocked a layup attempt, um, so the live action didn't catch what was going on between Embiid and Towns. But it seems as though the two players locked their arms up and Embiid wasn't letting go of Towns' arm. Towns wasn't letting go of Embiid. There was a little bit of shoving back and forth, and at some point, um, Embiid shoved or swung his hand too close to Towns' face. Towns took exception, put Embiid in a in a headlock, and uh, the two players kind of crashed to the floor. Somewhere in the middle there, Embiid did shove his thumb into Towns' eye, which was captured and is all over Twitter right now, so we'll see if that means anything for Embiid moving forward in terms of suspensions. Um, Jeff T came over and tackled Embiid, Ben Simmons jumped on Towns and um, kind of rode his back to the floor, put him in a headlock with Towns' face to the floor. And so the two players were separated at that point. Um, but the because of the way that the uh, the teammates were pulling each other, pulling the players off of each other, um, the scuffle continued for a little while. And then um, somehow nobody left the benches for either team. And um, each of those guys 
was ejected as expected, but there were no other technicals or anything issued, and the game went on from there. And and as mentioned, ultimately, it didn't really have an effect. Neither team was was fired up enough or uh, disinterested enough to to have a major impact on the game. It's impossible to know what the league is going to do in this situation. It does feel like the sort of thing where there shouldn't should not be suspensions. Um, there weren't actually any real punches thrown, um, and nobody else got involved from either bench. And it was all resolved right there. The players they don't the teams don't play each other again until mid to late March. Um, it doesn't really feel like much needs to happen after the fact. Um, perhaps, I mean, surely there's going to be fines, maybe a game each, um, maybe MB gets a little more because of the eye gouge. Um, I, I had a tough time seeing that real time in the video, but the screen grabs are obviously pretty, pretty damning. Um, I would, I would expect, I guess maybe towns to get a game, maybe Embiid gets two because of the eye gouge, but, but it shouldn't be anything significant for either player. Um, and, you know, it's, it's too bad. The Wolves have, have the Washington Wizards on Saturday. So it's a game the Wolves should win either way. Um, but you'd love to be at full strength and, and make sure that you win that game instead of having to scratch and claw to win, which is what will probably happen if Towns doesn't play. Um, it's a classic case of Embiid. He was able to get under, under Towns' skin. Um, it's just the sort of childish thing that Embiid has done um, and, and is kind of known for doing. He said as much after the game and Towns let himself get drawn in. But there were also some comments by Jeff Teague after the game where he he I'm paraphrasing this, but uh, Chris Hine from the St. Paul Pioneer Press had a quote from Towns or excuse me, from Jeff Teague, um, whereas Teague said Towns last year would not have done that he would not have gotten into a fight to defend himself and his team this year he did and so teague said he would ride with towns um and uh he also went on to say that it was a baby fight and not not like a real grown man fight but um at any rate it, it's good to see that towns teammates are noticing that he's taken a different approach this year and is is dead serious about about winning uh, unfortunately he was completely kind of goaded into this um and uh i I guess if that's what Embiid's goal was, then he, then he accomplished that. Although it, it seems kind of beneath somebody who's supposed to be a superstar um, and one of the top, you know, 10, 12 players in the game in Embiid to, uh, to get into something like that with Towns and, and to be too focused on that. Um, clearly the Sixers were very worried about Embiid guarding Towns, um, either because they didn't think he could do it one-on-one -on -one or simply because of the foul trouble. So the Towns used Hor so the Sixers used Horford to guard Towns and doubled him on the catch really anytime inside the arc. Um, and it, it didn't really work. Towns was five of seven from the floor and Embiid missed a bunch of shots. It took Embiid six more shots in the first half to get his 15 points than it took Towns. Um, so, you know, the the uh, NBA TV was running highlights, and their their fifth highlight of the night so far shortly after the Wolves game was a, a, a play where Embiid backed Towns into the paint and scored. Towns was obviously trying to avoid a foul. Um, they, of course, didn't show the play where Towns stripped Embiid and took the ball away from him, and then another play where he stripped him and he got it back. Um, so it wasn't exactly the, uh, the drubbing that some in the media may want you to think it was Embiid versus Towns, but unfortunately Towns did get sucked into Embiid's game and the Wolves lost. I don't know that it had an impact on the outcome. I think they were going to lose this game either way, unfortunately. Um, and that's just, uh, just kind of, kind of how this one went down. Um, but as mentioned, you know, that's enough about the fight. Uh, there's going to be a lot more talked about on social media about that. So we're going to dig in to the actual game itself here in a moment um, and, uh, you know, look at that from a couple different angles.
But first, a note from our friends at Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. That's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter Locked On at checkout. And one of my favorite things about this time of year is not only that it's basketball season, but it's also football season at the same time. So it's a lot easier to have a little bit more stake in the game in a couple of sports that are a lot of fun to uh, to, to put a little bit of money on and, and see what happens. Um, if you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you'd like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple t- games together for a much bigger payout over at mybookie.ag. If you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. NCAA is going to be back in action soon, and it'll be time to turn your attention from carving pumpkins to the Spartans carving up defenses. Cassius Winston returns for his senior year trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a championship to Michigan State. Although as a Gophers fan, it's not going to be a great year for the Gophers. Regardless, I don't know that I'll be spending much time on mybookie.ag putting any money on my gophers Um, use your basketball knowledge to prove that you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid if you really want to support your team this season don't just sit on the sidelines get in the game with mybookie.ag and if you join right now mybookie will double your first deposit use promo code locked on nba to activate the offer that's promo code locked on nba to double your cash visit mybookie.ag Today, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, let's talk a little bit more X's and O's about the Wolves Sixers game. Um, it, it's pretty. It was a pretty gross game all the way around. So I guess there's not. Um, you know, I don't want to go go too deep. But um, early on in the game, the Timberwolves actually were pretty solid on defense. The rotations were really tight. The Wolves were actually getting back and covering three-point shooters. They forced the Sixers into a couple of late shot clock shots from from the mid-range, long twos actually. Um, and the Wolves actually had a couple of brief leads midway through the first quarter. It was it was pretty impressive. Um, unfortunately, the offense wasn't, wasn't holding up their end of the bargain. It was largely stagnant. Um, Towns didn't have that many offensive opportunities. He had a couple of quick catch and shoot threes. He had a, a little, uh, a little floater on the baseline with Horford guarding him, but the Wolves offense just wasn't efficient. It seemed kind of tentative. There were a lot of long threes from Robert Covington. Travion Graham missed four threes. I think like three of them were early, early in the game, first quarter. Um, and so it was a pretty frustrating start on offense considering how strong the defense was early in the game. Um, with a little over four minutes left in the first quarter, um, I guess it was 425 was on the clock exactly. The Wolves were down 19 to 14. And at that point, uh, Ryan Saunders had only bench players on the floor. Carl Anthony Towns had already headed to the bench, and then the rest of the players had all shifted out in something, um, or subbed out, I should say, in something that was a little more reminiscent of a Tom Thibodeau rotation move than than what we've seen so far from Saunders. Um, it, it's something that he's been doing lately where he's been taking Towns out around the midway point of the first quarter and then bringing him back after a three or four minute break for another short burst. He rests at the quarter break and then stays on the bench at the start of the second quarter. Um, I don't know that I'm against that necessarily, but I think that with this particular 
Wolves team without much scoring punch off the bench in terms of in guys who score individually or are going to hunt their shot on offense um, or, or really be dynamic scorers at all. I don't know that it makes a lot of sense to have Towns, Wiggins, and Covington all out of the game at the same time. Um, the you know the bench unit that was on the floor, Shabazz Napier is the most consistent scorer of that group, and he's also the most willing passer. Um, Josh Okogie, inconsistent scorer. Jarrett Culver has not shown the ability to score in the NBA. Noah Vonley's you know going to score when he gets the opportunity in the pick and roll game, or if he's open, uh, you know, uh, underneath the basket, and that's about it. Um, there isn't much there isn't much to write home about when it comes to the the scoring punch or lack thereof off the bench. So it was a little worrisome when the Wolves went with the all-bench lineup. They actually mostly held their own until Cat came back into the game. Um, but in the second quarter, um, at the end of the first quarter, with the Wolves trailing by nine, um, when Towns returned to the game, um, or excuse me, in the second quarter, the Wolves were down by eight. And then when Towns came back four and a half minutes later, they were down by 15. Um, the team was a minus seven with Cat off the floor, and that that was the gap that was never made up. The Wolves did get it to 12 in the fourth quarter, but that was it. That eight to 15 in just four minutes um, in the second quarter is what did the Wolves in. And it's hard to entirely blame Saunders' rotation because I think um, I think he's mostly done a good job with that, and that's something he's still trying to figure out. You know, trying to feel out what he wants to do rotation-wise this early in the season. But that um, that stretch really hurt the Timberwolves, and um, it, in hindsight, having Towns on the floor there would have been huge, especially with Embiid off the floor for for much of that time. Um, and then Embiid came back in the game before Towns did, scored two or three for sure, two in a row, easy baskets over Nova Vonley, um, where the Wolves, you know, just at least Towns was slowing him down and making things pretty difficult on him. Um, and then at the end of the second quarter, the Wolves actually pulled to within 16 on a three from Napier. Uh, but then Embiid came down and hit a straightaway, a deep three, and he's not a good three-point shooter. It was kind of a pull-up from from deeper than anyone was expecting, and he he drained it, and that pushed the lead back to 19 at halftime for the Sixers. Um, so tough second quarter, which is which is where most of the damage was done. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of rotations, a little bit questionable. Interesting to see what happens moving forward. Um, I guess the one other noteworthy rotation note is right after halftime, this was the you know fourth game of the season, fourth game that Travion Graham has started. In preseason, he started three games. Jake Lehman started two. At the start of the second half, Jake Lehman started with the other four uh, guys who had started at the start of the game, and Graham was on the bench. Um, Graham did come back in the game later in the second half, but um, Saunders did switch things up after halftime, which is notable. Uh, we'll have to see at Washington on Saturday whether or not Graham gets his fifth straight start or if Lehman will be in the starting lineup. Neither player was particularly um, inspiring in this game, although not many Wolves were. Uh, but Graham was 1-5 of five from the floor and missed all four of his three-point shots. His only bucket was under the basket on a, on a nice cut and a beautiful pass from Towns. But... Um, Layman wasn't a whole lot better, um, hasn't been shooting the ball great from three-point range since basically the first game of the season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if, if that is um, handled differently at all by Saunders um, on Saturday night. After Towns was ejected um, just before the midway point of the third quarter, Jordan Bell um, 
entered the game for the first time in non-garbage time minutes for the Wolves. Granted, they were down by double figures, but it was only the third quarter, and Bell actually gave gave the Wolves a spark immediately. Um, he was active cutting to the basket. He was active on the boards. He was the only guy on the floor for the Wolves that could rebound with any consistency. He was essentially, and Covington was in the game at the, at the time, but when he went to the bench, he was basically just in the game with, uh, you know, Lehman was playing the four, and he was basically just in the game with, with a bunch of wings and a point guard. And so Bell was the only guy who was really going to be relied on to rebound at all. And he played well. He looked good. He didn't look, you know, like he was winded or anything after having a, a pretty long layoff with his calf strain in the preseason. He ended up playing only 12 minutes, but he grabbed four rebounds, was two of four from the floor. He did turn the ball over three times, um, but he was also a plus four for whatever that's worth um, with Jarrett Culver being the only other. He had a plus one, was the only other positive plus minus player for the Wolves in this night. Um, Bell did have a couple of plays where he tried to do too much. There was one where he basically tried to split a triple team and got the ball knocked away out on the wing. Um, I know Bell wants to handle the ball more and have the opportunity to distribute a little bit um, in the Wolves offense versus what he was expected to do in the uh, in the Golden State offense the last couple of years, which is essentially just swing the ball to the shooters, which you know it's hard to fault Steve Kerver for. Um, putting Bell in that position. But Bell's going to have a little more autonomy within the offense for the Wolves if he does get into the rotation. be interesting to see if he ends up taking Noah Vonley's backup minutes at the five um, or if the Wolves uh, find some way, as I speculated before the season, if Jordan Bell ends up playing some more minutes at the four alongside Towns because it did sound like, based on some comments from Bell after signing, that he was looking forward to, to possibly playing alongside Cat instead of simply backing him up at the five. But all that to say, he looked good in this game. It was good to see him on the court. And it, it'll, I would imagine if Towns is suspended for Saturday's game or you know perhaps if there's an appeal or something and he ends up missing a, a game or two after that, I would imagine that, that the Wolves would give, give Bell a look in the starting lineup with Vonley as his backup um, over Gorgie Jang, but you never know. It's possible, depending on the matchups, that Gorgie gets some some minutes as well as he's only played in garbage time in, in one game so far this year. Um, not much else to say about about the different contributors on the Wolves. They only had four guys in double figures. Um, Wiggins had 19 points, but it took him 16 shots to get there, and he was one of six from three. He was aggressive going to the basket early in the game, but then started settling for jumpers, and they weren't going down. He did make all six of his free throws and grab five rebounds in 33 minutes, which is positive. Teague had another really nice game after coming off one of his better games in a Wolves uniform um, last time out against Miami. Teague had 15 points, five assists, six of 13 from the floor, and two of four from beyond the arc. If he starts to become more willing to shoot the three ball, then the Wolves are going to be a lot more dangerous on offense. They're going to need more from him moving forward. Um, Towns had his 13-6 and six in 23 minutes before he was ejected, was 5-7 of seven from the floor, made three threes on five attempts. And then Napier had 13 points off the bench in nine shot attempts. He was 2-6 of six from beyond the arc. He only had one assist and three turnovers in 25 minutes. Um, but beyond that, everybody else had seven or less points for the Wolves um, in in a disappointing night for Covington, a disappointing night for Graham, and just kind of a ho-hum night for Noah Vonley um, and Josh Kogi, who did have three steals and six rebounds in 21 minutes but didn't do anything offensively at all and missed three free throws himself. So um, another stinker, remember, Wolves fans probably remember or at least would like to forget uh, when the Wolves lost by 42 points last January to the Sixers and 
Ron Saunders' fifth or sixth game as as interim head coach. Um, that game was over at halftime. At least this game got a little closer in the fourth quarter, but ultimately still losing by 22 isn't a whole lot better. And it will be remembered for the town's MB dust set more than anything else, um, unfortunately. So looking ahead, the Timberwolves will host, or excuse me, will visit the Washington Wizards on Saturday night. The Wizards are one and three, although they took Houston down to the final moments um, on Wednesday night. They lost 159 to 158 in a regulation game, which is insane. Um, there were two quarters that both teams scored over 40 points. And that's not something that um, is very uh, conducive for a team that wants to be a playoff team in the Rockets, giving up 158 points to a rebuilding team in the Wizards. But the Rockets are now 3-1. and one. The Wizards are 1-3. and three. The Wolves will take on the Wizards on Saturday. Bradley Beal had 46 points in this game. Um, and the only other Wizards players over 20 points were uh, Davis Burton's off the bench with 21. And... Uh, uh, Hachimura in the starting lineup with 23, the rookie. So um, impressive for the Wizards to hang around, uh, but definitely a a game that the Timberwolves should win with or without Carl Anthony Towns on Saturday. Um, and we will be back with a preview show on Friday for Saturday's matchup. Um, the only game the Wizards have won so far this year is at Oklahoma City. They've already lost at Dallas. They've lost at San Antonio and lost now at home. To the Rockets. So interestingly enough, this will be the fifth game for the Wizards and the fifth Western Conference team they'll have played. This will be the fifth game for the Timberwolves, and it will also be the fifth Eastern Conference team that the Wolves have played. All right. So as mentioned, we'll be back with you on Friday morning with that preview show. That's all we have for you today's for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked on Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.